Hey everybody, welcome back to my most authentic life. My name is Fede Vargas. This month we've heard some remarkable life stories. We've heard from guests that have shared openly and transparently to help raise awareness during Mental Health Awareness Month. And today we're hearing the most personal of those stories. My friend Noelle Nagel will tell us how mental illness has impacted her family and how this experience has shaped her own life journey. I've said it in earlier episodes and I'll say it again, this needs to be a year-round conversation. But looking back at this month, obviously there are so many benefits of a full month of awareness. Personally, I feel more empowered by the conversations I've had this month, not only on this podcast, but by the conversations I've had throughout the month. I feel more empowered to go out there and make an impact, make a difference in the best way I possibly can. And please, if you or someone you know is struggling emotionally or has concerns about their mental health, there are ways to get help. Use the information available in the episode resources to find help for you, a friend, or a family member. Now, this is our conversation with my dear friend, Noelle Nagel. Uh, Noelle, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this very important and uh, difficult subject matter. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so honored and I'm grateful to be able to share my experience. Thank you for being here. And what struck me about you the very first time we met and as we forged a friendship and way before I knew uh, the story of your brother and uh, how this has impacted your family was how remarkably open you were and how you were the first to be a champion for marginalized or vulnerable groups. And it always came from a very heartfelt uh, empathy point of view. You could just feel the empathy coming out. And then later I learned the details of, of what had happened and it all just made so much sense. So tell us about your family's story, how the mental health awareness conversation has impacted you and your family and how that has made you a more open and transparent human being. Yeah, um, absolutely. So um, my family and in my experience with mental health, um, I've had my own personal journey with through mental health, um, through learning to deal and manage with anxiety and depression in my own journey. Um, and then along with that, I my brother uh, committed suicide through mental health from being diagnosed schizophrenic um, just before he died. So that really was kind of the opener though for me, because as that being such a like bold thing to happen um, and tragic to our family, it kind of led into, I mean, it's my life. That's, this is my experience. Right. And so it's led me to talk about not only that major experience, but also opening up the conversation just in the way that it's normalizing to my friends and the people around me that, you know, I, I deal with depression and anxiety in my own way too. And that, and those experiences are, are important to talk about for all of us. And it doesn't need to be just one tragic moment, but it can be a general conversation. So the 
anniversary of your brother's death happened recently, right? Yeah. Uh, so his seven year, um, I call it seven year death anniversary was just uh, recently was this May, May 7th. So, and ironically, it is uh, mental health awareness month in May. So it's, you know, I've kind of used that as a platform to, um, I try to share most years, something personal on my social media of my brother, just briefly, um, one, just to kind of honor him, but in the way that it's like, I think it's a good topic of conversation for other people to be aware of that, you know, whatever they're going through, they might not be alone, whether or not it's dealing with, um, you know, a family member or a close friend or whether it's themselves and just letting it know, like I'm being vulnerable and sharing a piece of my life and my experience and just leaving that kind of open and letting people know that, you know, it's okay to talk about. And how have you seen that conversation evolve over the past seven years in, in the media and in open spaces? Yeah, I would say, so from my understanding, I was probably, my brother passed away when he was 21 years old. I was 24 at the time. Um, I would say at that time I wasn't, a so this would be 2016. I wasn't aware of maybe mental health awareness month in being in May. I'm not quite sure if it was necessarily a thing yet or not. Um, if it was, I didn't know. Um, but definitely within the, I would say like the last few years, not even over the whole seven, but that my brother has been gone, but the last few years, it's definitely been something that's popped up over social media where I've seen it the most, uh, for the May mental health awareness. And I've also then tried to use that kind of also use that along with my brother's own, you know, death anniversary being in May, but also add that to being, including it together just to make it a good opener, a good topic of conversation and raise awareness. And I, I think what's important, um, and which has been mentioned on your podcast that it's not just one month, right? So it's not just May. Um, it's, all 12 months that we should be talking about mental health awareness. Right. But I do love that it's, we do have it there and it is opening up conversations. And sometimes maybe it's the first time someone's really heard about it. And then maybe that is their leverage for to start their journey and talking about it. So tell us about the power of difficult conversations. Sometimes we shy away from difficult conversations, but I think it's fair to say that in your case, by you being brave enough and bold enough to have these conversations candidly with your friends and your support system, you've actually forged stronger relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So that's one of the, you know, I look at this experience and although, you know, my journey has been tragic, I mean, you know, losing a family member and, and going through that has been, it's something grieving never ends. Right. But, um, it has, I'm grateful for the experience in some ways that it has bonded me closer to many, many, many people I would have never expected to be close to or learn personal things about them. And a lot of that um, has been because of opening up about my experience and, and then people become feel comfortable with that. And then they feel comfortable that they're able to open up about something personal about them or something they feel is related to that. And it's really beautiful thing, but, and it, it just made me sad to realize that before he had passed away, that this was something we all 
we all have been dealing with and struggling with, but just not talking about, you know? And so I found it in a, in a nice comforting way that, you know, I've never felt uncomfortable talking about it as I think is interesting, you know, like my situation dealing with it. Yes, it's been hard, but I feel comforted by every person I've ever opened up to about it. So obviously you've been shaped by this in so many ways. Uh, Would you say it's impacted or how has it impacted the major life decisions you've taken? You seem to have a ease, for example, you've spent extended periods of time in Hawaii and in Mexico. You have such an ease with taking yourself out of your comfort zone and being open to new experiences. How has it impacted? How has this situation impacted who you are today? Yeah, it's definitely, um, it has made me who I am today. It's, I, um, it's made me more empathetic um, as a person. Not that I, I have always been very empathetic, but it just adds that extra layer to me that every person that we meet is, is or has gone through something hard um, and personal to them. And a lot of times it's things that we don't know or see. And it can also be people that are closest to us and we don't know. Um, I've had stood in a room with um, a stranger that I just met. And because um, right away, just because of some of the topics that I was speaking about, they opened up to me about something very personal um, of mental health that they were going through. And I asked them in a, in a group of their friends, I said, well, does anybody else, you know, here know, know this about you or what you're going through? And, and his answer and his response was no. And I, I felt very compelled to just encourage him to be open and, and uh, share that with his, the people he was close to. Cause I was, I'm, you know, just met him. I was a stranger, but because of the topic of conversation, he felt safe. So, but yeah, leading this into my journey of um, opening up and it, it allowed me to realize that life is short and that we are all human. I, and to take chances and being vulnerable a lot of times in my experience has never gone wrong. It's always, it's always been better. It's always, it's led me to stronger, new best friends because of starting from things like this and putting myself out there. And, um, it's, there's only room for growth. Yeah. You said, uh, as we were preparing for this interview over the past little while that we all have shit to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, at least by starting the conversation, we let people know it's okay. They they can talk about it if they want to, or maybe they don't, maybe they're not ready, but, uh, the option is there. Exactly. And that's, and that's honestly what I found with people. And it's not that every single person that I've, I've spoken to, um, and been open with, and I can kind of, you can read people sometimes that they're maybe, you know, they kind of will give you a little information about them, but you can tell that maybe they're not comfortable yet. And just, but it's respecting that. And, you know, I've, you know, have my experience. I get it. I understand, but, um, but I'm also there to hear and listen and, and empathize with you and not feel necessarily feel pity for you, but empathize with you and, and be there to just listen. Absolutely. I think those are two key words you've said there, empathy and listen. Um, that's how we make people comfortable in these difficult conversations. Now I want to ask you about, you shared a really, really beautiful story and a picture of uh, of the tattoo that you have. Uh, 
uh, honoring uh, your brother Wyatt. Tell us about that. Yeah, I will. I'll try to keep it uh, short. But yeah, so I, my brother, he died on May 7th. And then he, his birthday was June 29th. So almost just, you know, a month after he passed was his birthday. And so to honor him, I got his signature um, from his like senior graduation tattooed on the inside of my arm. And just for, to let listeners know, he was an artist and he had a beautiful signature. Thank God, because my signature, (laughs) I don't know if anybody (laughs) would want that tattooed on them, but a very beautiful signature and something, you know, I was just, it worked. I was very proud of it. It's my favorite, um, tattoo on my body. And, but what I didn't realize and what I learned was that although I was accepted this as part of my life and my journey now, um, and I was proud of it. And so it was so beautiful. It was in a place of my body where, um, it's visible to people on my arm. Right. And I did that because I wanted to be able to see it every day. And so that's why I chose it. And also that, you know, I'm proud of him, but at this, what I didn't realize at the time was how those, those, the the conversation around mental health all started because of this tattoo for me to start. Um, cause it was out there and people see that and they say, Oh, you know, what is that tattoo? And, and, uh, it was learning to navigate conversations around it because I, at first maybe didn't realize I was like, wow, I didn't know if I really was comfortable yet to really start diving into this. It's only been, you know, a month and a half and strangers are asking me to talk about, you know, my brother committing suicide and this, and you know, it left me feeling a little weird. Once after I started to feel more comfortable with it, I, what then I, the challenge was, is that I could feel other people getting uncomfortable when they would ask me and then I would give my answer. And although I was uncomfortable with it and this still happens, but now I've, I've learned over seven years how to handle the conversation. Um, but yeah, it makes other people, some people uncomfortable and, that was really hard at first because I would get frustrated, you know, like I would feel like, don't ask me if you don't want to hear it or, um, you know, and I went through all those kind of emotions. And then I learned, you know, a lot of times it's, it's not about them or it's not about me. It's about them. And I have just learned to be like, make it something I'm very proud of and comfortable about, but also I don't want to make them uncomfortable. So Um, if they don't want to dive any deeper into it, I, that's fine. But I always try to make sure that I let them know, like my brother's signature, um, he passed away a few years ago. If they want to engage in asking me more questions, I'm happy to answer those. And I tell them that if they're uncomfortable and that's, it's not the time or they're just not open to, you know, for their own reasons, I'm okay with that as well. But I just let them know like, Hey, this is part of my life. I'm happy to talk about it. Um, and just letting him know it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful way to honor him. And the symbolism or imagery I get is that it's it, it's in such a um, visible place, but it goes back to your openness because it's almost like you've turned on the light, you know, for people to know it's okay to engage with you because it's you're ready to, if they are, like you were just saying, if they're ready to talk about it, you're willing to give more details, but it's almost, it's a symbol of openness for me. Yeah. And it's, that's exactly what it is. And, and it, and that's what it had turned into be, even though I, at that moment, that wasn't, I had no, 
intention for that. I had no idea where it was going to lead because for me, it was just, you know, something to remember him, uh, something for me. And now it's led into like talking about mental health is a passion of mine and just making it comfortable for everybody. Cause, and, and then, like I said, in the beginning, I also, um, you know, let in these conversations that naturally happen. I also want to mention, like tell people, you know, I have my own struggles too. You know, I go through anxiety and depression and these are things I've been dealing with for a long time and working on ways to manage those for me. But, um, it's just, it's just such a great conversation starter. And I think I'm just very grateful in many ways for my brother. And, uh, and that is definitely one of them for him helping opening up these conversations. Cause I know he would be proud of that. Uh, that's amazing. And, uh, good for you. You know, it's a, these are difficult conversations to have, even for me here on the, you know, on the interviewer side. Uh, but I, I think it's really, really brave and courageous. And just like you were saying earlier, I think just seven years ago, uh, things were so different and look how, how far we've come at just making this a regular conversation between two friends. You mentioned at one point that your family did group therapy. Uh, tell us about that and and how that helped you heal uh, as a family. Yeah, so that was also very an interesting new experience. Um, right after he passed away, my mother uh, found a group therapy um, for families who have also uh, or yeah, families who have also gone through suicide. Um, and it was a group therapy, which was very interesting and. Uh, I, of course, was very, you know, I mean, it was like a week later. I, and for me, I was just like, hi, you know, but to support my mom and 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 her journey in it with it, um, we went and we sat in a circle and I kind of, you know, make some jokes around, you know, it was kind of like it was group therapy. We're sitting in a circle. It reminded me I haven't, you know, like of an AA meeting, like, or, you know, you're standing up and telling your story and. I was just so baffled by that. Um, and of course, you know, we're sitting last in the circle and these people came to this as I think weekly or monthly basis. And it was very eye opening because at that time I was feeling very self, a lot of self pity of like, why me? Why my brother? You know, why do I have to deal with this um, type of guilt? And then sitting in the circle was, hearing everybody else's stories and their experiences and their journeys with family members and friends that have gone through suicide. Um, and hearing their stories, we got to the end of the circle and I just felt like this wave of I'm not alone, but also everybody's story is different. We can't, I had a moment of feeling guilty that then that I even felt bad for my story because I heard other people's journeys and they, sounded much worse compared to, you know, losing my brother. They lost multiple family members and, or things, different stories. And I was just like, wow. So it was another journey that I had to learn and, and lesson that it was, everybody has their own journey. Everybody is allowed to have the same amount of empathy, even though, and it's not comparing stories. I think that's where it was really important lesson. It's, we're not comparing whose trauma is worse than the other, but it's just opening up the conversation and understanding like, it's okay. Like you're not alone. And, and also learning not to feel guilty that, you know, someone else's story, you know, because your brother, you know, is still alive 
don't feel bad for me. You've gone through things too and vice versa. It's been very eye-opening. There's never a right way or a wrong way to handle this, but um, I'm just so thankful that uh, you're you're sharing your story because even if it only impacts one person, right? There could be someone that's listening that will be empowered by everything that you're saying. So with uh, Mental Health Awareness Month coming to a close, like we said, we're both on the same page. <laughs> Strongly believe that it's a year-round conversation. But there's also, you know, a, a huge benefit of, of why not taking advantage of the month to, to spotlight it even more. Uh, how has it played out this year in terms of, you know, in the media and in terms of overall awareness? What I've seen and I do appreciate is I... I, I will post or repost things that I see um, or hear on social media about mental health um, awareness. And what the benefit for me from doing that is I'm getting reactions from, you know, if I have like, you know, a, a ton of a few hundred followers or whatever, I'm getting reactions from people I haven't seen or talked to in a long time or of them commenting, um, you know, making a comment back of just, you know, like, thank you for sharing this and, or liking it. And I think that those are little moments and little things that it just is a reminder that, you know, like we're still all out here and they're seeing it and that's important. And whether or not it's just a like, whether or not, you know, they scroll past something or you barely hear something, you're still hearing it and somebody is going to connect with it. So I think it's really important. And I think it's just important to, to let everybody know that it's okay to talk about it with other people, even if it makes you feel uncomfortable. So if, you know, makes, if it, hearing someone else's story makes you uncomfortable, just try to be okay with that comfort because there's a reason that they're telling you. Yes, absolutely. And what you just said there, I think highlights that when you make a decision or when you share something from a desire to help or from a position of empowerment, you're just amazed about how many people you connect with and how many people out there are having that same exact experience. When you make a decision from a position of fear or what are people going to think, it just closes doors and it keeps us from evolving. Yeah, absolutely. I I thought that this experience would have left me at first feeling isolated and feeling alone. And the reality is, is now I feel more connected to people in general through this experience, just because knowing we're all human and, and that that's what makes us special. Yes. Well, Noel, you're an amazing human being. And like I said, at the beginning of the episode, there was just a magnetism about how transparent and how open you are and how easy it is to have a conversation with you way before I knew the story of your brother. And I understand why now. So I think everybody needs to work on on being communicative and having transparent conversations with our inner circle. Yeah. And, you know, being uncomfortable isn't a bad thing. It can be a very beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, be comfortable in the discomfort. That's one of my favorite quotes. I love that. <laughs> Uh, so as we start to wrap things up, uh, how symbolic that this is uh, the last episode of of the month and 
Uh, we've had a focus on the podcast on mental health awareness. Of course, it's not going to end. It's one of the things, one of my missions, and the conversation will stay alive over the coming uh, weeks and months. But anything else that you want to share? No, I think that I'm just grateful to be able to have this experience to help share my journey and uh, my authentic experience. And uh, and if it can help one more person, like like your podcast has helped me for sure. So I would just be grateful for that. And I know that it's something that I'll also make my family and, and my brother proud. And that's something to help share his legacy. And that's today's episode. Thank you, Noelle, for sharing your story. Thank you to this month's guests. May you carry the spirit of Mental Health Awareness Month into June and beyond and throughout the year. As always, thank you for listening. Have an amazing day and keep on living time on.